Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Like if you hadn't been by my side at the bed, I don't know if I'd be living. And I'm sorry for seasons of not standing by your side through the hardest part of your life. That will never happen again. We believe that the best gospel that you can live and exemplify is one that is of a healthy, thriving marriage. But that has not always been our story. I couldn't keep up with who I pretended to be. The shame overshadowed and masked reality. This marriage is awful. I want a divorce. I began to abuse alcohol. I was overwhelmed with rage. Here I am, a pastor, preaching sermons that are supposed to set someone free, but yet I felt bound myself. You don't have to live in the pain that you've been living in. Help was so close. It was so close. Join us as we unravel our story of addiction, redemption, and triumph in our marriage. This is our story. The definition of recovery is simply to return to something's natural state of mind and strength to recover what was lost or stolen. That means recovery applies to all of us. So when I began to frame that to the family for you guys to engage in this recovery journey with me, we created these moments and pockets of time where it became, just as my sobriety became a priority and I went to meetings and I went to counseling, so did our family meetings. Wow. Our time together in those family meetings, we uh, we had the baton, remember? Yeah. We passed a baton along. You can't talk unless you have the baton. Yeah. And then we went through all eight basic emotions. Like this is how God was going to redeem what was ugly, what was bad in my past and make it good was me being able to sit in front of my kids and teach them how to share their emotions and label them and that it was okay and safe to share the good, bad and the ugly with mom and dad. And when we would pass that baton around and they would share, I felt unsafe when, uh, or or pain when mom was um, passed out in the bathroom um, on the floor all night. I felt unsafe when I heard dad and mom arguing over about alcohol. Um, I felt pain, I felt shame when mom went to rehab. Those were hard things to hear, but the healing it brought my children uh, they was just, you can't even, I can't even put it in, quantify it. Yeah. Because I sat there and I listened and I cried with them and I empathized and I dried their tears and I didn't try to fix it. Yeah. I didn't try to make excuses for it. Mm-hmm. I simply just, we felt 
as a family. Wow. We allowed ourselves to feel. And let me tell you, over time, you know, you were there. Yeah. Like we watched our family transform before our very eyes yeah. to an open, honest family. Like we dialogue about the good, bad, and the ugly. And it was not easy to hear no, your kids. it was not easy. Share those things. And I haven't exactly had an example where, you know, my parents were quick to admit yeah. when they did something wrong. I think it's hard for all humans. Yeah. But let me tell you something about the 12-step program of recovery, whether it's through Celebrate Recovery or any type of 12-step study group like AA, NA, mm -hmm. um, Codependent Anonymous. Um, they even have Overeaters Anonymous. There's everything. Are you trying to get me to go? But <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's beneficial to everyone yeah. in terms of recovery because all it does is, number one, you admit you're powerless over something. Yeah. So then the shame and gets lifted off of you, right? God's grace can come in and begin to give you the strength to walk out a program of recovery. What is recovery? Returning to a natural state of mind, strength, taking back what was stolen. And I think about like each step in the 12 steps is acknowledging when you're wrong quickly, wow. promptly admitting it. It's asking for forgiveness. It's asking God to take away defects of character in your heart, learning how to examine yourself wow. and give it back to the Lord. And when you're wrong, promptly admit it. Like this is all retraining my brain how to be honest, how to be vulnerable, how to um, bring my defects of character, my sin back to the Lord, confessing my sin to Him so I can be forgiven, and then confessing my uh, issues to my spouse, my children, my friends, and my group so that I can be healed, yeah. the Bible says. So confess your sins to God that you might be forgiven, confess your sins to one another. That's where the healing happens. Healing. And I think that process of confess your sins to God, that you may be forgiven. Like, I think there's a lot of people walking around forgiven and not healed so true. because they don't accept. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. We move from admittance mm -hmm. to accepting that mm -hmm. this is a part of life. Yeah. This is a part of God's plan mm -hmm. of redemption. So here we are now. Um, ready to establish a new normal yeah ready to build mm -hmm. from our brokenness mm -hmm. ready to turn this misery into ministry ready for that pain to count for more than pain to count mm -hmm. for purpose in your home and mm -hmm. and how did you feel now that this honesty this admittance mm -hmm. this openness, this transparency started. How did you feel in that? Man, so free, yeah. so free because I didn't have anything to hide. So I wasn't hiding alcohol anymore. So I wasn't lying about alcohol anymore. And I, therefore I wasn't experiencing shame. Yeah. Uh, that I, the shame I felt when I was drinking. And so the more open and honest I was with you about my journey, about my struggles, about my thought life, it was just freeing me by the minute. And it's like a load of bricks was lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. And I just began to um, see you in a fresh and a new way, see the pain that I caused you, embrace and go into your world and yeah. feel what it felt like to be feel betrayed by your spouse yeah. um, when you there was nothing you could say or do that would stop me from drinking yeah and uh the pain that must have that 
not must have did cause you. Wow. We begin to see how our differences that were dividing us mm -hmm. started to be a strength that would unite us and bring mm -hmm. us together. And I think in that season of, you know, watching you do the work, mm -hmm. watching you every single morning, I came downstairs, start your day with devotions and, mm -hmm. you know, being in the presence of God. It was like your sobriety mm -hmm. was so valuable to you. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel like I was valued again. Hmm. It made me feel like our kids were important again because you said, you know what? I'm going to put guardrails around the thing that caused me to That's almost right. lose that. Yeah. And, and this one is going to be tough for people who are listening. Yeah. That food was just as bad as alcohol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That porn is sin, mm -hmm. even if our intimate life was it yeah. right? And I remember going through that and starting to have these enlightenments mm -hmm. as if I was reading scripture for the first time. Yeah. As if I was listening to worship songs, not for the lyrics, but rather to apply it to my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I think what was really cool, and because I thought, you know, during that process that, you know, they say that when life becomes unmanageable, mm -hmm. you know, you're addicted to something or whatever, mm -hmm. and your value system is off. Mm -hmm. The ministry and testimony of us walking through this with our kids. Yeah. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. No. But progress over perfection any day. Like when things would get funky yeah. and you would start to feel like we were taking a step back, I would remind you of that. Like think about how much progress yeah. we've made. Like let's celebrate the wins. Just continue to make deposits and celebrate the good yeah. because eventually it will outweigh all of the bad. Wow. But we had to literally intentionally focus on that um, positivity and gratitude because we had awfulized and catastrophized our relationship and our life for so long. Yeah. Reversing that was also just as it took su such a high level of intentionality. Yeah. I think a part of that forgiveness journey, a part of mm -hmm. that honesty journey is just, it also starts with surrender. Yeah. You know, uh, I thought that giving up was, that's the only choice mm -hmm. I had. But now I realize that giving in, giving in to that God still had value in mm -hmm. us, giving in to I can't fix this. Yeah. Only the grace of God can fix this. Old timers, as they call them, yeah. who have been, uh, you know, strong in their sobriety for a lot of time, they would share wisdom like, you know, your disease of choice, your drug of choice is doing push-ups in the parking lot. You think you're okay. You're doing the work. I'm all good. You put your card down. As soon as you walk out, your addiction is strong, waiting to pounce on you. You know, the, the Bible says that the enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. He's w looking, you know, for who he can devour. We have to stay alert yeah. and be working on our 
recovery. Otherwise, we're working on our relapse. So acceptance for me was this is going to be a lifelong journey. And you had to accept that in your this journey of discovering what our new normal was going to be like. You're confronted with so many firsts. The first time I was around alcohol and uh, what and not drinking, what was I going to do? You know, I brought you in on that that vulnerable moment and said, hey, Jimmy, like I notice all the alcohol around me. I notice every crisp glass of Chardonnay that I'm seeing a waiter or waitress walk by with. And me like opening up that first moment to you for the first time brought you in intimacy, vulnerability, like you cared for that thing. And you were like, oh, thank you for sharing that with me. Like. Then you began to ask me, hey, check in, are you okay? And so we started to build muscle and I started to get stronger and stronger to the point where I could go into a restaurant and sit anywhere versus before I had to keep my back to the bar just so I wouldn't be distracted. So just bringing you in on those first moments, the first time we had an argument was hard because we were challenged with, are we gonna use our tools? Are we going to actually use the tools we're learning to fight fair? You know, the first time um, I was around my family and the they were celebrating with alcohol and I'm not going to do that. You know, you helped me prepare for that first. Like we talked about what I was probably gonna feel yeah. and I ended up feeling worse than what I even had planned on feeling, but having you as my support, I felt, you know, like left out. I felt like, oh, everybody else gets to drink and I don't. I remember us being at a restaurant Mm-hmm. And you were talking about like right now, I I, I can see the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, um, but I'm just going to say no. Like, and then I started to care for that, and I would be like, making sure when we go in a restaurant that we don't sit near, so you didn't even have to notice mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, right. It helped me now bring you into a very hard thing. Uh-huh. for someone who had opened themselves up to pornography to do. And that was, we'd be at the beach or we'd be somewhere at the gym. And I said, hey, babe, uh, I'm struggling right now with these moments yeah. because uh, I can see that, you know, mm-hmm. she's not properly clothed or I can see that this, you know, there's an attraction there, a very human thing. Yeah. And you allowed me to express Mm-hmm. and uncover my humanity. Mm-hmm. And it w- literally helped me to not let those moments rob me of holiness wow. or, or, or a goal or standard that I wanted to have. So you, you were that. training me. Wow. Like you were helping me uh, say like, man, I, I'm not bad mm-hmm. for noticing. Yeah. Right? I'm, I, I'm not bad That's good. for... Uh, for a desire that's human. Mm-hmm. I'm not bad because it had nothing to do with us. I had to hmm. go on a sobriety journey. Yeah. So that my appetite changed. Yeah. I had to be honest. And the fact that we were now getting sober and staying sober together, mm-hmm. um, and it, it really, it really. I am seeing how this blueprint was working out. Yeah. Like you working through your process was the blueprint to help me work through mine. Mm-hmm. And how hard you work through yours. I remember now, like, now we gotta tackle two years later. 
Uh, it was Food. two years, six months, and you were struggling. We were on vacation, and you were determined, I'm going to, because I had started expressing to you how your weight had impacted our life with the kids. Like, we weren't able to get outside and enjoy things in nature and being at the beach and swimming with you in the water. Like, you held back from all of wow. those types of activities. And I was finally at the place where me and the kids were expressing how much that impacted us. So you made a decision, I'm gonna work out on this vacation. Yeah, I remember. And um, we started working out. And the downside to that was your body wasn't ready, couldn't handle it because you were at your the peak of your weight, 420 pounds, and basically your heart couldn't That's handle it. That's a whole lot of man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and let me tell you something, like your body couldn't handle the workout. Yeah. So you started going into congestive heart failure. And I knew exactly what it was when I saw your ankles and I <laughs> saw how swollen you were. My legs were hurting. Yeah. Um, my body was hurting. And I still was preoccupied with food. Yeah. Where are we going to eat? Where are we mm -hmm. going to go? I'm now 420 pounds at that time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever told you this. Hmm. I didn't just see me. I saw you healthy now and me unhealthy. Hmm. Wow. And I was the one who needed rehab. I was hmm. the one that could replace alcohol with a chicken wing. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was the one yeah. who would drink a a two liter of Pepsi mm -hmm. in the first part of the day mm -hmm. and another one in the next part of the day. Yeah. And it got to a place where I looked at my kids. I was at Disney. I couldn't enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, ended up in the hospital as soon as we got back on the hospital bed. And you looked up at me and you said, will you now let me help you? Mm -hmm. And because I had, you had earned my trust mm -hmm. through all of the work. The person that I almost gave up on, I now needed it, the strength of her. And I'm so glad mm. that I didn't leave the old Irene and not have an opportunity for the new Irene because the new Irene became my trainer. The new Irene became, wow my strength. Mm -hmm. The new Irene uh, told me, hey, buddy, you know, every meal doesn't need to be a party in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said you need help. And my mm -hmm. rehab was the gastric sleeve. That's right. And I went and, and got help. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I've lost uh, 150 pounds. Yeah. Now I probably gained like 20 back since, because it's been since 2017. Yeah. But I'm looking better than ever. Come yes, on, girl. Yes, you are. Uh, my hands my are fine chocolate man. Uh, I'll kiss you. Right I now. always <laughs> knew this guy was inside there. Wow. I always knew. Thank you. And I'm grateful that the willingness inside of you woke up, the willingness to get well, the willingness to do the work. It wasn't easy getting gastric sleeve surgery. Yeah. That People think surgery is the easy way out. It was not. It was my rehab. It was your rehab. The thing is, you couldn't do it by yourself. No. And I think accepting that it was okay that you needed help, you needed yeah. a tool, was part of your process of recovery. Acknowledging that you could not do it on your own. How many things have we tried? Just like an addict tries to stop drinking, yeah. you had tried uh, Jenny Craig. Come on. Uh, what was the other thing, you surgery you got? Uh, we can go with the... Uh 
uh, the, was the lap band. Lap band. Yeah. Then you had the to have that removed. Cabbage soup diet. Cabbage soup <laughs> diet. Like we had done everything. Atkins. Atkins. Like everything. Oh, you can stop the there. Okay. <laughs> but point being, yeah. this new way of life, you immediately started enjoying it. Like you, your sleep apnea stopped. Yeah. The day after surgery. Yeah. Like you were breathing and sleeping through the night, resting and um, like feeling confident and good about yourself, shopping in a regular store, not just wow. the big man store. Wow. Like these are massive things worth celebrating. You don't have to say massive. This, I mean, you know, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? These are great, it's great <laughs> things that we got to enjoy together. Like, you know, you really enjoy shopping now and you know what, you deserve it. Yeah. You shopped for 20 years in one store. Yeah and we get to enjoy life. You get to play golf, I get to not drink, and you wow. get to have control over your food. I think that's a good thing. I wanna apologize for something. Hmm. I realized as you were talking, even in this moment, maybe I've never even thought about this. I just imagine if you had the attitude that I had when you were at your worst. If you'd have been like, our marriage is over because he's overweight. Our marriage is over because he has a food addiction. If there's any resentment still left with that, if there's any um, things that are hard mm -hmm. in that, like if you hadn't been by my side at the bed, I don't know if I'd be living. And I'm sorry for seasons of not standing by your side through the hardest part of your life. That will never happen again. I've had to, through the years, talk to the Jimmy. Two years from now, five years from the future Jimmy. Yeah. That if my wife drank again, Mm -hmm. that I'd love her through it. Hmm. And I'd want her to know that I'm standing by her side no matter what. And I just want, if there's any pressure that your recovery is performing for me, I want to take the pressure off. Hmm. Wow. And I want to say thank you for showing me how to love me through my junk. Being weak is wow. where the power of Christ is perfected in us. And when I stood up in front of the church, I was finally able to say to them, now I can boast. We all have to be on the lookout. Mm -hmm. I think that life happens to us all. That's right. And I really feel like that this is not really a story of how to re recover from addiction. Mm -hmm. This is a story of how to recover and admit dysfunction. Yeah.